All right, we're recording. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Unlimited Text. Yep. Where we take our group texts and bring them to real life conversations. I'm one of your hosts, a.k.a. Tommy Ain't Got No Job, a.k.a. We Got Emmys, a.k.a. We Got Grammys, a.k.a. Producers Produce. Hey, this is the smug dude. Love at first smug and the storyteller. So uh, shout outs tonight. I know you you somebody's birthday or something. Trying to think. Oh yeah, shout out somebody tripped and fell. Yeah, and today today's my uncle's birthday, so shout out to him. All right, shout out uncle. Yep. Yeah, that, uncle that's Tommy. His name Tommy. <laughs> uncle Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. Actually, actually, he might be the original Tommy. Now that I think about it. All right. Well, shout out Uncle Tommy. Yeah, yeah. We're inspired by you, Uncle Tommy. Yep. Where can they find us? Uh, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Podchaser. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter, Unlimited Text Pod, Unlimited Text Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Email Unlimited Text Pod at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, thoughts about this week's A Young, send them to that email address. No doubt. Hey, y'all start sending us some A Youngs and Wellingtons. So from now on, send us some A Youngs and Wellington, and we're going to pick the best ones that we like. We're going to always have our own, but we're going to sneak some in there for for y'all, for the audience. So question of the week. What would you do on a blind date if someone showed up with 23 members of their family? A blind date in China came with 23 family members and the bill was almost $3,100. That's $3,100. Right. The, uh, <clears throat> the woman said that she did it to test the generosity of the man on their first date. He bounced and left the bill to her <laughs> and her family. So, so he invites the young lady out for a date. Right. She agrees. She shows up to, um, to the date, I'm assuming. Mob. And, and she got 23 of her family members with her. <laughs> and she's like, you know, cool, I'm good. I just wanted to test to see how generous he was, right? Because we just definitely going to get married right after this. Right, and I right, wanted to right. test his generosity. And so my man slipped out <laughs> through the kitchen. I, I don't even think you slip out on that, John. I think you just, I think you just get up and bounce and be real dramatic <laughs> about it, yeah? He's like, Yo, hey, but. I will. I'll let you. Uh, you answer this, and I, I. I actually have a story for this. Something yeah. that happened just like this. To me. <laughs> it's funny. I was. It's funny. The first thing I actually thought about. I actually. I, I never went on a blind date, so that that jump. But can you imagine you sitting there waiting for her to show up, and then she roll up, and it's a mob. Like it's just. She was. It's like it's like almost like them clown cars. People just keep coming. You like. Who the hell are all those people, man? It is bad enough that it's a blind date. Like, you don't right. even know. Yeah, you nervous. Yeah, you nervous as hell. And then, and then she pull up. Short with 23 people. I can understand maybe bringing one or two just because you want to feel safe or something like that. But to show up with 23 people, like, who yeah. does that? Yeah, like, you can see, like you said, you you might have a couple people sitting at the table across from them, like, to keep an eye on a dude or something. 
But to show up and be like, yeah, we're going to need 23 extra. I mean, you know, how restaurant restaurants don't, you can't even usually accommodate that many damn people there. Yeah? So that's quite possibly the, uh, could could have been the A Young. Oh, yeah, yeah, it definitely could have been. So CDC did that to me. <laughs> it wasn't a blind date. We, we Pulling up, up the table for this had, one, yeah. We had just met. We had just met. And so in college, I, I did club promotions. Okay. And so uh, someone invited her and and told her that she could come. And so she asked if she could bring someone. She said, and that person said yes. So she comes and she got, man, they they were like three, four carloads deep, man. <laughs> like they're at the door because I, I, I never worked the door because everybody would get in free if I was at the door. Right, and right. they called me up to the door. And they're like, uh, "Do you know this person?" And they have like ten people with them. <laughs> and so, anyway, that's my wife. Uh, that was a, she did that on our first. I don't know if you call it a date, but uh, right. on, on our on our first uh, experience, um, she she brought like ten people out. That's hilarious, yeah. You know, it's funny though, because like I, I thought about it was a time like in DC. I don't know if this is going on everywhere in the country, but it was a time where. If you were out and you offered to buy a girl a drink, she'd be like, yeah, you got to buy a drink for my girls, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if that was like a, a national thing, but I actually told I told a girl one time at the club, I was like, yeah, we're going to have to have a million man march over this junk because y'all getting this. <laughs> she was literally like, you know, I rolled her like, oh, up, you know, buy you a drink. She's like, yeah. And uh, and I'm with my girls. And I was like, OK. She was like, yeah, it's four of us. I was like. What they got to do with like me? So, yeah. <laughs> what, what they got? What them four got to do with me? And I'm like, because you know them, because you know the thing about. It, I was like, them four gonna be hating. I ain't buying none of them no drinks. <laughs> oh yeah, man, it, that joint was epidemic in DC for a time. Man. Like that, I did. I called for a million man march over that joint, yeah, because it was it was dudes messing up the game off of that joint. It was dudes buying like girls and their girls and their girls like bottles and stuff bottles. and they was messing the game up yeah bottles. but yeah now I, I i mean i feel like i feel like i'd have been real dramatic with her and i would have literally got up i would have ordered like a whole bunch of food for myself and i would have been like they'd have bought the bill i'd be like yeah my total was 84 and i'd have put my 85 slam my 84 on the table and bounced yeah <laughs> Young. A Young. A Young. So I think we're going to have two of them tonight. All right. So so the first one is, can we not eat hot dogs in public or anywhere <laughs> anymore? Hey, uh, y'all done ruined glizzies, yeah. This jug is hilarious to me. Yeah. So, so a glizzy, right? That's what it's right. called. That's what they call right. it was a glizzy. Right. So ladies and gentlemen, uh artist formerly known as a hot dog. Um the 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 staple. We, I think we might have had didn't we talk about this before? Yeah, we told how many hot dogs you you you've eaten to kill you or something. How many minutes you eat off a hot dog or something. Got you. So the reason that that it came back up is this past weekend there is a uh an influencer <laughs> who um who who went who was at a Chicago Bulls game, I think it was, right? Mm-hmm. And he he went viral because his friends and whatnot or people that know him uh uh posted a picture 
of him eating a hot dog at the game. So he claims he was eating a handful of fries. <laughs> <laughs> and they used Photoshop and put a glizzy, which AKA is a hot dog, in his right. head eating a hot dog. And so it's just how he had to defend himself. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> had to was, make a whole video explaining was, that he didn't eat a hot dog. Yeah, guy. it was such a big deal. So, Young, it's crazy that that's what we had. We got to come to these days. Um, The second one, I'm trying to play this video. Here it is. So hopefully y'all can hear it. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Lil Bex for sending me that junk, yeah. So, real quick, tell us, <laughs> tell us why that is an A Young. Yeah, it's because, man, growing up, well, not growing up, but like high school, college days, yeah, man, that E&J boy, it's some, it's some good E&J nights. And that junk funny about Hennessy, because like, and them broke, them broke college days, man, ain't nobody think about buying no damn head. You had a ball of Hennessy. You was balling. You was balling. Irk and jerk, yeah. man. Everybody yeah. had. And, and, and the good thing about the uh, E&J I was thinking about is the bottle looked good, man. It looked nice. Like yeah, you couldn't yeah. really tell that it wasn't like top shelf the way that they had the bottle. It was, it was a nice bottle. E and J boy, Easy Jesus, yeah, that, that, that song, that song, that song deserves a Grammy, huh? Like I, I'm nominating that jump for a Grammy because, uh, yeah, a, a young that E and J boy, that was. It's funny because you think about something like that, like how how hard I went off E and J, and I don't think I've had E and J probably in like 20 plus years, yeah. Ever since that time frame, yeah, but something that was that important for like a, a time frame, and now you man, I'd probably. I see a ball. I mean, every time I see one, it is like one of those like flashback memories. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, but I ain't buying that junk. So let's we should next uh, next week we should sip on some E and J. I think I, I think I got some that you missed it. Guy. Go get a go get a pint of, of E and J, and we'll have E and J next week, and, we, and that'll be our A Young again. Yeah, we gonna we gonna mix that junk too. You got you got to do the mix. Yeah. No question. Man, you stop putting Rona, COVID, nothing's in the show notes anymore, huh? <laughs> like we're not even in the pandemic still. Hey man, hey man, we we still in it, yeah, we still in it. I'm actually going to get my uh, I'm, I'm going to get my booster shot tomorrow, yeah. Oh, already. I'm gonna get that third jump, boy. I should go do that. I uh, I'm surprised we, man. I'm a yeah. CDC slipping. She gonna be the A young. Oh, we are gonna do another segment of the A young. Yeah, I six, can't believe six months, she's not huh? pressing us over that. I'm right. It's, I'm like it's six months and two weeks. So, I'm beyond. I got mine at the end of uh, March. March. Yeah, because I got my, I got my second shot April eighth. And so can anybody get I'm not up on it. Like God. Yeah, basically basically six months, you six months you can get it. I don't, I don't I don't know if it's for every I mean I know I you know I got that Moderna, so it's six months from Moderna, I don't know what it is for everybody else. Interesting. But they said you they said you can mix and match them junks now too, but I'm I'm sticking with the same junk yeah, I got. Yeah, I'm sticking with the same one. 
Yeah, I, I, I ain't playing. I ain't playing them the mixing games. Yeah. And if you got the J and J, you might as well just get the whole situation. Just, <laughs> just start over. Just start over. Just get it again. So, so, so uh, Doctor Doctor Burks is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, that's her. You you remember her? She used to be on TV with the with the scarves around her neck and stuff with all the, at, at the at the press conferences with Trump and, and Fouch dog. Yeah, but she said that one hundred and thirty thousand lives could have been saved. With mm-hmm. swifter action and better coordination after the virus, uh, for uh, the first wave of the virus. Yep. But Trump was more focused in his camp, more focused on the election and saving yep. lives. Mm-hmm. So that's dumb anyway, because they could have potentially won the election by <laughs> saving more lives. Well, that's what I said from the beginning. Yeah, like they, like if he would have handled that jump. If he, I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't even want, I think I said it on the podcast and then I regretted it because I didn't want to give him no ideas. But all he had to do was go on TV and be a decent human being and present like, this is a fight for America. Like, dude, we haven't been in any world wars. This is our world war. We need all Americans. I've been fighting with Democrats, I've been fighting with everybody. But right now, we got to come together as a country. Man, he the one to jump in a landslide. Yeah. No question. Just to be a decent human being, yeah, like it wouldn't even have been that hard. Yeah. But he was on TV talking about taking bleach and stuff. But again, man, I I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess you can't sue the president or you can't sue the administration. But I sure feel like if somebody I know had had passed away in that time, and she's saying like, yeah, like we 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 messed up, and one hundred thirty, like that's not like. We messed up in a few. She said one hundred thirty thousand lives. Huh? Yeah, that was a quarter of the uh, of the lives that we lost. That That's day. a lot of damn people for you to be like, "Oops." That's basically what she says. Oops. Yeah, that was about one hundred thirty thousand lives. Huh? Yeah, because what was it about five hundred? Uh, was it, well, no, it was about five hundred thousand lives, right? A half a million. Uh, right now, total. No, uh, uh, during that time frame, like so, for instance, the first year. <laughs> Like right before the uh the, the uh, right before the shot came out the, the vaccination, yeah, it probably was about like five or six hundred. Yeah, yeah, it probably it probably by the time Trump left, I think it was close to close to like yeah five fifty. Right, so that was a you know twenty five percent of the right. lives that we lost we could have saved right immediately. That's that's just crazy talk, and she just casually dropped that jump. Like yeah, I mean, I, we've talked about this the whole time doing this jump. It, the loss of life is just treated so casually. Yeah. Like just the, like, I can't even imagine thinking about, I was a part of that and, and giving that interview and not like being damn near tears. Huh? Right. You know what I'm saying? Just to be like, yeah, you know, man, it's like, it's like me being like, yeah, man, you know, I dropped $20 on the floor the other day, man. I don't know where that, that's how she told that story. Yeah. Like that's how she, it was just casual. Like, yeah, Man, you know, 130,000 people, man, we could have done better. They just, they just too casual people's lives, man. Yeah. I don't get it. Man. Yeah, yeah, but like they survived. Yeah, that's, I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. That's the crazy thing. And that's the reason why I just why feel like as a human, way. as a human being, yeah, like, like I said, I feel like if I was telling that job, I feel like I start crying telling that job. Like, man, like I can't believe, like, yeah, we made some mistakes, blah, 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 but. I just keep thinking about 130,000 people gone, man, because we met, like, I don't know. Yeah, and you could have saved them. Yeah, like, it just, I don't know. It's a a disconnect between that emotion of that, but 
But people are quitting their jobs though now. Yeah, in August. You said in August? A record 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs with restaurants and retails being hit the hardest. So in the article, they said a lot of it is a lot of it still has to do with COVID, man, because they say people are just like people are just like, man, I don't want to go to work and deal with this foolishness. Yeah. It's just like because people are still, you know, not obeying the rules. And and also you've added this extra layer to. You know, when I used to work like I only work retail like one twice, one summer. And that job was stressful enough, but then imagine having to be like, sir, can you raise your mask? Sir, you put, can you put your mask on? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that ain't part of the job that you signed up for. Yeah? And right. people cussing at you and like, you know, being like, man, forget you, man. I ain't wearing no mask. It's like, dog, man, like, dog, I make $11 an hour, man. Can you please just put your mask <laughs> up, man? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Damn, yeah, I, don't I don't make enough of this, man. Great joy in uh, asking you to put your mask up. Yeah, man. Because like the sign on the door says you should. Yeah, man, I don't make enough money for this. Yeah. Um, and that, that goes, we're going to talk about a little bit of it in the next segment, but some of the things that are going on, you know, around the country in general. But, right. uh, but that I there is a lot of people uh, losing their jobs and then people pulling up. And uh, folks got signs on the doors, like, begging for grace. Like, take it easy on us. We're short-staffed. Right. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, signs in the door. And most of wow. it is, like, fast food restaurants and stuff. I was about to say, it's not a fast food restaurant. I don't drive by where you don't see hiring. Yeah. And them jobs, like, I saw, I walked by, I don't know what, I walked by some job the other day. They said starting salaries, $18 an hour. And they giving signing bonuses. Yeah, yeah. I was like, shit. But then I was like, nah, I ain't trying to do that because, again, now you got to deal with people who don't want to wear masks. I I can't eat a badger trying to deal with that every day, man, working at your job, man. Good Lord. Well, they trying to raise the minimum wage in D.C. to $34 an hour. (laughs) Hey, I already told you, they do that, yeah. I'm going to be, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? (laughs) (laughs) I might have, I might work at McDonald's in the morning and Burger King at night, and I'll be, I'm caking. Yeah. Or you could just stay out there, and because they're talking about thirty nine dollars an hour in California, so you oh, could be for real? The, yeah in and out, bro. Uh, so I make it forty an hour, and I work two shifts. Yeah, I, yeah, I might, yeah, I might be, I might be welcome to McDonald's soon. Yeah, I might be, I might be Calvin in charge of fries. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so in and out, man. They uh, they've been pushing back hard against these COVID vaccine mandates, but uh, California is out here in California. But California ain't playing no games with them. They've now shut down two stores for not following the rules. And so, so in and out is saying like, we're not gonna follow the the the, the vaccination mandates. It's actually funny now they thought about it because I actually just went out to dinner last weekend. And they didn't ask for my. They didn't ask for our vaccination card. I just thought about that. Yeah, they using that as an honor code. Like all the stuff that I've been uh, seeing, mm-hmm. like the signs on the doors. They say, you know, you must wear a mask or be, you know, you don't have to wear the mask if you're vaccinated. Right. And so, you know, number one, like sometimes people don't even look at those signs. Right. To see that part about like you don't have to wear your mask. 
because you know you're vaccinated so immediately they just walk into place and they're unvaccinated and they don't have a mask on and then it's a uh it's it's just an honor code Watch this go to white, so you know how that goes. I'm saying that's what this is all about, right? Hey, hey, I get an A young. <clears throat> Cause I wrote John Deere as John Deere's. Oh yeah, <laughs> so I, I, get saw, I saw that. I, <laughs> I, I get the A young. I don't know how I don't know why I put that junk. You know what's funny? We just had this junk a couple weeks ago in the group chat about about black people adding S to things. Yeah. And I was like, it was a couple of jumps. I was like, yeah, I do call that junk Kroger's, even though it's Kroger. No, like, it's it is a couple of things that I do add some S's to. So I, I added an S to, <laughs> to John Deere. And you forgot the E after the R. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I just spelled it as Deere, yeah. Like, so, so when I saw it, I was just giving you the benefit of the doubt because on right. the keyboard, mm-hmm. the E is right on top of the S. So I was just, just assuming maybe you just fat fingered it and messed it up. But I'll be honest with you, it was probably spell check because spell check probably changes the deer. Uh, but whatever, I get the AI. You reaching, so they're striking, yeah, yeah, the employees are striking, yeah. I, I saw that, but there was some some good news today. I'll let you go ahead and uh and lead into it, and I can tell you what I what I saw, okay? Yeah, so John Deere employees are striking, and as a way to get back, uh, to get them back to work. John Deere is going to shut off striking employees health insurance as of today to try to break the strike. They ain't do it though. They didn't do it. No, they yeah. didn't do it. Yeah. That would have been, that'd have been crazy. Yeah. That, that wouldn't have worked out well for them. Yeah. They didn't do it. Um, basically what I was reading is that they said that there's so many employees out there that need medicine. Mm-hmm. You know that they have uh, certain illnesses and stuff like that, and that would be like right. like a really bad situation on John Deere's hand, like in regards to a uh, uh, public relations situation. Right. Um, it would it would be really bad for them. So they didn't do it. But then they also said that so far as of today, they're they're gonna pay them their bonus structures and stuff like that. So you know, even though the people aren't getting paid, um they are going to end up getting their bonuses and things like that. Cause John Deere apparently had a really good year. And then, um, uh, what was the other thing that I saw? So bonus. Oh, and then the community people are doing like, you know, uh, fundraisers and things like that to help the families that are uh, affected by it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. We talked about it before and I, and I don't really know what the answer is to like universal healthcare and how that junk works, but it is kind of crazy that, you know, healthcare is dependent on on your job in a sense and like that they could really kind of control uh like it really they, even just the threat of that to somebody like you said to make somebody think about do I want to stay on strike because like you said like I might have a medical condition or my wife or my kids might have a medical condition and I can't risk it yeah, yeah. And that I mean that that's that's in general. That's what's going back to like this this you know, I, I hate to digress and go back to COVID, but people right. are in that situation too where they have to make a decision, do I get the vaccine or not? I don't want to get the vaccine, but I'm gonna get it because I don't want to lose my job, I don't wanna lose right. my insurance and all that kind of stuff. And so, but this one, this one here, which is kind of like apples and oranges, um, comparing the two because there is no comparison. But this one here is like, it's it's a it's kind of a form of bullying, right? Right. 
Basically, you it's, say, a, it's a strong arm. Yeah, I'm gonna swipe your insurance from you because you, yeah, you, you're not working because you're you know you decided because 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 you feel like that you're in an uh, unfair work environment and you're not being paid the proper wages and things like right. that. I'm got something that's very valuable to you. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, hold it over exactly. your head and I'm gonna take it away from you to make you come back to work. Right, right. Like basically, it's like. Here go this medicine for somebody in your like. Here go this heart medicine for your wife. Uh, yeah, it's over there on this other side of this bridge. But yeah, if you cross this bridge in March, yeah, I'm taking that junk away for you. So yeah, but it's crazy because uh, today Senator Joe Manchin successfully got 12 weeks paid family removed from a bill passing through Congress. Now it seems like most of the people were supporting this, but he says that that's just. 12 weeks is just too much. 180 countries so far guarantee 12 weeks or more of paid family leave. And the U.S. is one of 11 that doesn't. Typically, workers would get about 66, 80 percent of their income up to 12 weeks would cover, you know, birth of a child, recovering from a serious illness or to tend to sick family members. In Japan and Norway, new parents get up to 52 weeks off for the birth of their child. Damn, it's a whole year. It's a long time. Yeah, that's a long time to cover. But yeah, they were saying that uh, I guess his his reason was is that's just a lot of money to spend. And what a lot of people were saying, it it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird analogy, but I kind of think it's like I remember back in the day, you remember the first two days of the NCAA tournament? On Thursday and Friday. Oh, you did not. Everybody's everybody's watching the games or looking on their ESPN jump. Yeah, you shut it down. So it's like, yeah, I'm at work, but y'all might as well give me the day off because I really ain't getting nothing done, right? So if you got an employee who just had a baby and they on the phone all day, calling in, calling in, checking, like they thinking about their baby, they just stressed about that. They're not giving you no good work anyway. Or if somebody got a family member that's dying or something and they worried about that, you're not getting good work from them anyway. Not none. Like, why not just let them have, like, that time? And this is being funded by the by the government is basically going to pay for this for, for, for uh, so it's not like an employer's necessary. I mean, a lot of employers have it, but they would say only 25% of U.S. companies actually offer paid family leave. Yeah, I don't um, I don't remember that being a thing until uh, recent. Right. Like it was there was a short window of time where they had to pay family leave. I've never I didn't experience that in any jobs that I've had. Like, you know, right. I have two kids and whatnot. And I, I don't remember having it. My wife didn't have it. She used long term disability. No, short. What do you call it? Yeah, short term yeah. and long term disability. And they, they, the hers was unpaid. Like you can get the leave, and you won't get fired right. because you took the time off. Right, but you just ain't getting no money. But you just don't get paid for it. Yeah, it just I don't know, man. It feels like it's one of those things that, uh, like I said, he was saying it just costs a lot of money. But in the end, it just it just feels like it's one of those things where, you know, you cutting off your nose to spite your face. Because as I use the example, it's like. Yeah, you got the person coming to work, but they not they not there. Right. Like imagine a mother just giving birth like a week ago and you got her back at work. Like she ain't 
she, she ain't giving you a full day's work, yeah. No, no question. I, but I think but, I think like this pandemic and the way we work now is exposing a lot of companies anyway in the way that they they uh they uh treat people right. and the way they care about people because um something I was reading was saying uh that basically uh there was four reasons why people were were quitting their jobs and at mass like they are one of the biggest reasons was uh was mental health they felt like mm-hmm. their employer didn't care about them right at all like they didn't care about their mental health which was uh which was was pretty alarming cuz it's like you know what do you do how do you act like you care about mental health like what do you do right to uh, show that so that was one of them and then the uh uh that other thing was <laughs> people quitting because of wages mm-hmm. they felt like they were getting unfair wages but, right but uh i forgot what the other two was but it's definitely like you said it's got to be um around like you you not being present at work right. as well and they stripping something from you and then so the first chance you get and the first opportunity you get for a better situation right you, you will move on right yeah yeah so like are you really helping anybody by doing that because you just create more turnover by uh by doing it that way yeah i mean 52 weeks like that's a that's a lot but i mean you know i, I know everything i've ever read about you know parent parents is like those first like you know first four months, months first six eight months yeah four months you know is, uh it was was the time that my wife took off with the two kids right. four months each time but they were just saying like that that time is very important and it's like like you said it's like yo like yeah some people gotta go back to work but it's like if we could you know let them do it just feels like in the end, sometimes like sometimes some of the money we try to save, it ends up costing you in the long run. No, no question. I like you trying to save, you know, three months of, of wages. But like I said, in the end, like maybe she, maybe the mom, maybe the woman quits. Yeah. They now are you got to, now you got to hire somebody else to do that position. Yep. Now you got to retrain that jump starting all over again instead of person. Maybe she's been at that job 10 years, valuable employee, but you ain't trying to give her no paid family leave. So she out. So now you got to hire somebody else and start over instead of just, you know, taking care of her for, for three months. Right? Oh, that was the other thing too, as well. Loyalty. Right. They said, don't, um, don't be fooled by that. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, people are just sticking around until they get the next best opportunity. Right. Well, unless you work for Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, she just sold that junk for 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 billions. One one point two billion. Yeah, so she supplied her employees with two first class tickets to travel anywhere in the world, and also giving them ten thousand dollars to spend on that trip. Now, I've always thought that. Always, I've always thought as a boss, it's better to be loved than to be feared. Because the fear, when it, at least when it comes like boss stuff, the fear means when you're not around, they're not going that extra mile for you. But somebody give you two first class tickets and ten G's. Yeah, I ain't gonna like you won't yo, forget I need it. you. 
I need you to stay to like six. Oh, cool. That's like, that's cool. Yeah. Six. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I can stay to six. Whereas if it's like, it's the fear junk, it's like, oh, gotta stay to six. And again, the that. thing that happens is you not getting that good work at that point. Right. That person working like, man, I, right, man, right, I'm staying to six, man. But this person, two, two free tickets and 10 G's. Know what you whatever need. you, oh, you need. need, whatever you, you need. need a kidney, you need you, you need one of my yeah. Oh, no, you I'm not giving one of my, my kids. Kid. I'm not giving that up. I promise you that. You you want to borrow one of my kids for the weekend? Yeah, yeah. Take them, y'all do what you. Yeah, yeah. He's straight, yeah. <laughs> like whatever. It just, I don't know. I've always felt like when it comes to boss stuff, it's definitely better to have that kind of relationship where it's like a relationship of love and and respect than a relationship of I'm scared. Because again, when you when you playing that scared stuff, when you're not around, they just like. Yeah, I hate that dude. Yeah, like that. That work ain't the same when it's, that work ain't the same when it's out of fear, not out of love. Yeah. <laughs> so, where was this in Louisiana? I'll, I'll tell a little story, but like, was it in what, what what part of Louisiana was it? Was it Baton Rouge or something like that? Nah, I think it was. I think it was a small city outside of Baton Rouge. All right. So, after twenty three students were arrested in three days at a Louisiana high school over fights, a group of <laughs> a group of black dads. I thought it said black dudes for a second. A, a, a group of black dads created Dads on Duty. It was really cool, man. Those those shirts that they had. Yeah, yeah. And um, and uh, there was about forty dads. Right. I think it was, and they they all took shifts, and they went to the school and to kind of police the school to make sure that the kids weren't fighting and stuff. So right, the cops came in, they arrested everybody. The teachers, they lost control. And right. then the dads came into school, and uh, and everything kind of stopped. And, 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 you know, and to me, this kind of references what we were just talking about with the fear versus love thing. Like the dads came in, and they were more like not like you, not like being their buddies, but in a way, it was more like, "Yo, we got an eye on you." And like they said, they said they said they tell terrible dad jokes. You know, they embarrass the kids. Like, let me see that phone there, boy. Let me see what kind of phone you got there, boy. What kind of iPhone they got there, boy. Like, it's just, it's that kind of, like, vibe. And it's almost like they're more embarrassed to do things in front of the dads than they are even doing stuff in front of the police. Because there's there's a certain level, there's a certain level of respect for the dads that they don't even have for the police. No question. Because they got to see those dads in their community. Right. Because, like, even, like, some some of the kids that don't have dads... Right. Like their parents know them or mm-hmm. they, their friends that they know and have in common. Those are their dads that are there. I know. I know your grandmother. I know your cousin. Yeah. You know, I, I went to high school with your cousin. Yeah. You know? You're never going to disrespect anybody's parents. Right. Like that's that's the that's the ultimate code break right there. If you mm-hmm. gonna break if that's a code you going that you you shouldn't break it's disrespecting somebody's parents, man. Like, right. Like, you know. And so, uh, yeah, they came in out of love in that situation, but also to kind of, kind of, to show them that they care about them, right? But also to let them know that look, y'all are tripping, like, right? You're in here fighting. You're supposed to be having getting an education. We're gonna be here to make sure that you do that. 
And I, I was wondering though how they how they pulled that off though. I know they working in shifts and stuff like that, but right. like it's in the middle of the day. Right. Um, so maybe I don't know. If they were I mean, people work, I'm sure, but maybe someone had, yeah. had an overnight shift or they took uh some time off from work or whatnot. But it's pretty right. cool how they coordinated that and, and made sure that they were all in. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been a single incident at the school since the dad showed up, man. And it and the thing to me that this is this is the kind of work that happens in a community that we don't see enough. Like like this story went national, which to me is very important because it shows that, you know, individually you can't have an impact. That's right. And it shows that if you invest, I mean, I've I always thought about, I, well, I was joking about this when we used to have uh, parent teacher conferences in high school. And <laughs> I used to always laugh at how many parents they say would show up at the parent teacher conference. Like not a lot. And again, you know, people got lives and people got jobs and everything else. But it's like, if you can't take the time to invest in your kids, which is what these 40 dads are doing, like that, that, that impact that it had for them, that's only 40 dads. Uh, like I'm sure that school's got, you know, thousands of students. It was in Shreveport, Shreveport, oh, Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's 40 yeah. dads that have had that kind of impact. And you think about it, man, it's something, man, I hope it's something that, that, that these dads on duty start like a damn dads on duty across America. Across kind of thing, America. Huh? Yeah. yeah. But, but think about it. Like when you were growing up boys and girls club and stuff like right. that, right. Mm-hmm. It'd be what? 12 kids to one dad. Yeah. That, that really, me. really uh, showed up and, and was present. Me and my boy Russ, we was the only two dudes who dads were, were, were there and how many all ki- the time. How many kids were around? Yeah, the whole squad, 12, 14, yeah. All right, so so for every six kids, you so one to six ratio. Yeah, basically. Right. And so that's, that's uh, I mean, that's a better ratio than these dads on duty at this particular school, but right. that kind of goes to show, like, how important it is to be present and right. how important it is to be in the kids' lives and how much you can change. Because I, it's only a, I mean, who does that? Who has a brawl uh, every day? Anyway, <laughs> right yeah. so there, was, there had to be some attention that was needed in that situation right like somebody's looking for attention somehow so how you gonna have a bra every day but then the dad's coming you don't you don't have anything that happens right. so like but, they weren't tough guys anyway hey i mean maybe they were but like think about right. it like how can you just let that whole situation shut shut you down and you don't brawl anymore because somebody's dad came to school but again, I, I, like I said, again, I think I think it does also come to where the, you know, w- you know, we we there is a certain level of uh, animosity and confrontation between our community and the police, right? Yeah. So it's like a, a police being on the scene for us is not necessarily a sign of the situations being under control. That's right. Police on police to us is a sign of, you know, maybe escalation, confrontation. And that's what I feel like these dads come in. And like I said, it's that more of because they're not the police. And again, they're 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 approaching it from the like I said, I saw a little I saw the video. Like I said, they they, they doing the, what you doing down there, boy. Show me that dance there, boy. You know, they, they coming from that perspective, you know, like but it's their presence. The presence. And like you said, it's that it's that thing about it's a certain level of respect that 
you know, it's funny. It's funny you think about it though, like, because you think about a lot of the police officers are dads, but when they got that uniform on, you don't see them as a dad. You only see them as a cop, a cop, an enforcer, right? Somebody whereas who's trying to get you. <laughs> yeah, whereas these dads, you see them as dads, like they they dads. They they got a shirt that says "Dads on Duty," and the dudes is they fat dudes, and they 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 they, they, they walking down the hall, and like I said, they grab people's iPhones, and you know, like I said, making them what you doing out there, boy, jokes and stuff. Yeah, like they all just, got the matching shirts. Yeah, it's just and- a, it's just a vibe of like it's a vibe of love, you know. It's, it's a it's a vibe of again, it's the it's the vibe of caring about them. Yeah, it's like they're not coming from a place of again, like I said, that that confrontation aspect of the cops. It's like it's just a different, it's just a different tone of where you approach the cop and where you approach a dad with a dad on duty shirt. Yeah. Right, right. It made me think about too. Um, you know how they have uh, they bring bring uh, parents and really men to mm-hmm. greet the students on their first day of school. Right. Um, I did that at a charter school in D.C. as an all boys school. And um, we all stood in uh, uh, two lines and they kind of walked through into the door, slapping each other's hands. You know how you do okay. in, a, in a sporting um, yeah, yeah, yeah. event or something like that. And it, and it was really powerful, man. And those kids were all happy and they did feel like that we cared about them. And right. then us, too, were, we were more invested in the school and trying to help the school. We were more invested in trying to... Uh, you know, make sure that the students were okay too as well. So mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely give those dads a shout out because I, I honestly, in a million, I never thought of anything like that. Getting right. a group of guys together, oh, okay, let's go in these schools and just like hang out and, and, and you know, have a good time doing it, but making sure that they're, they're okay. Right. And showing them that we care. I never would have thought, I never thought about that. So, nah, man, like I said, I, 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 hope, I hope dad, I hope dad's on duty becomes a national, national, thing they're able to put this job together and again the thing about this is that it's organic right and i know we've talked about this before it's it's so many it's so many like fake community leaders out there now people that are doing it just for bags like people are just community leaders and ain't really touching the community ain't never been to the community they talking about they speaking for but these dudes this is organic i mean these are dudes whose kids go to these schools yeah, they don't want their kids to go to jail. They don't right. want their kids. To oh, they don't want their, get, they don't want their kids shot. to be in school with somebody. Start, yeah, get get a, a straight bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they don't they don't want that. So it's like, all right, cool. You know, JoJo down the street from me that that's friends with my son right. or my daughter. I don't want them to get in trouble. You know, I don't want them to uh, to to be wounded or die. You know, so I got to come in there. We got to help these people out. So yes, nah, it was genuine. really it's really dope. Wellington Park, Wellington Park, Wellington Park, Wellington Park. Yeah. Yeah. No check, Nick. Yeah, we messing this one up too, man. The last two weeks we messed it up, bro. I got you this weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get you right again. No uh, check, Nick. And I'm still telling his family he part of the podcast every week, and they, they all excited. We don't, he don't hear his name, he don't hear his voice no more in this junk. Hey, so speaking of uh, fathers, just imagine if all the fathers would have gone to the go go. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, back in the day. 
Hey, yeah, we'd have been, we'd have been, we'd have been running out the back of that joint like roaches, man. Because <laughs> they, they'd have found some of their daughters up in there. We'd have been having. Oh yeah, <laughs> would have been problems. So, who gets the Wellington this week? Donald Trump again? No, no, no Trump this week. No Trump this week. This week it goes to the judge. You remember Kyle Rittenhouse? He was the 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 kid that shot up uh shot a couple of protesters uh at the protest uh in Wisconsin last year. And he walked away. He walked away. The 17 year old. Yeah, yeah. Police was like, hey, what's up, man? He was like, Yeah, straight, chilling. What's up? Holler at your boy. I'm out. So uh he's finally going on trial. But the uh judge said the lawyers cannot call the two people he killed victims. Rittenhouse killed two people and wounded another with an AR-15 style weapon. The judge says victim is too loaded of a word. So he will let the lawyers call them rioters, looters, or arsonists. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't call them victims. You know? He says it's too loaded of a word. He said if you call them victims, it's going to taint the jury. Now, I've never heard so, that before. But that, because- it could work opposite, though. Like if you call them rioters, looters, or what else? Arsonists? Yeah. Arsonist. That's the same way because that's saying they deserve it. Right. But it's like I've never heard every case where somebody's talking about I've never heard them say you can't say victim. Like they always say victim. They always a victim no matter what. Whether it was right or wrong they're still a victim of 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 a gunshot. Yeah. So he said the word is too loaded and he doesn't want the he doesn't want the jury to be tainted. But hey man, call them rioters, looters, or arsonists. That's not gonna taint them somehow, I guess. And the crazy thing is the two people who he killed, they weren't rioters, looters, they were protesters. So to call them rioters, looters, and arsonists, again, I can see if he said, All right, we're not gonna call them victims. Maybe even say protesters, you'd be like, that's maybe I but to call them rioters, looters, or arsonists, like that's 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 tainting the jury, yeah. Like that's a Wellington, Wellington, Wellington Park, yeah. That's that's your people, man. Man, crazy, man. Anyway, man, shh. be a problem solver, not a problem finder. Problem solver, not a problem finder. If you can't take care of your family and life, take care of them in death. Get you some life insurance, real quick. Uh, someone I know's family member passed away this week and they posted, yeah, man, we, luckily we had some life insurance. We ain't have to go to GoFundMe route. So I was like, that was good to see, man. Cause I, I, I it's too many GoFundMe's man going on with people passing away, man. I know, you know, it's a tough time, man, but we, we, we gotta do better, man. No question. Relationships, build them before you need them. DNA, know that. Why you do what you do, who you would let down if you fail. Make sure you have a plan. Pull up the motor case. I got a show today. It's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate.